<clears throat> All right. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another Get Geekish podcast. We're inching closer to Halloween, and so we thought we're going to talk a little more Halloween themed stuff this week with Hocus Pocus. I'm Bino. <laughs> and that over there is Derek. Uh, if you've been listening to the podcast before, you're obviously well familiar with that, but uh, we appreciate you joining in to listen to us get some things off our chest every week. Uh, but Hocus Pocus, there's a sequel that is basically confirmed as being made. Anyone that's not seen Hocus Pocus, you've probably been under a rock, but it was a 1993 Disney film that didn't do so well at the box office, but it's basically become a cult Halloween favorite. And uh, I actually just got to see it on the big screen last weekend, which was pretty awesome. One of the local theaters, we rented the whole thing out and got to go see it with a little group of six of us uh, you know, on the big screen. And uh, we thought we we're going to talk a little about the lore or the, the, the magic that is Hocus Pocus and a little bit about the new one coming out, maybe some high hopes and uh, some other things like that. Yes. <laughs> I concur. Well, it's crazy because, like, you know... Hocus Pocus has become one of those cult films. I remember watching it as a kid and being kind of like, eh, you know, whatever. Like you said, it came out in 93, um, so right around the time that Nightmare Before Christmas did and all that. And I don't know, this one just, I wasn't all about it. And I didn't really get into it until recently where I'm like, okay, this is a lot more fun. It's still not like, to me, it's not like the main Hall- Halloween movie, but... Well, I, I read a blog that somebody else said about this that put it perfectly. And they said, look, Hocus Pocus is not a great movie, <laughs> but it's a really entertaining, fun Halloween witch movie. <laughs> I, I saw what was a tweet. I don't remember who. I think it was like the CinemaSins guy. He uh, tweeted like, the devil's greatest trick was tricking everyone thinking Hocus Pocus is a good Halloween movie. <laughs> And it's funny because it it has its holes here and there with the plot and things like that. And the acting is, it, there's some good acting, but there's some over-the-top acting. It reminds me very much of a, a, a Broadway performance, the way a lot of the acting in the movie is, rather than a movie movie, if that makes True. any sense. A little bit of the over-the-top accents and throwing hands in the air and things like that. Well, and it's funny, too, that you say there's plot holes, because when I was looking up facts, there was one thing that's like 25 little things that you didn't know about Hocus Pocus or 25 little known facts about Hocus Pocus. Like the first few facts is just nitpicking. Like it's like the Sanderson sisters often refer to cooking with margin. That didn't come around their time until like 200 years after they were dead. And you know, (laughs) it's just like some of the stuff is nitpicking. I'm like, okay, you don't really need to nitpick because they're like, oh, the Salem witch, they were killed in... 18 or 1693 or whatever it was, but the Salem witch trials ended in 1692. So blah, blah, blah. I'm like, "Mm." yeah, the, this, the Hocus Pocus is not aiming to be historically accurate. No. Other than a vague basis of the Salem witch trials. (laughs) Like I can only agree with one of the things that I've always, that's always kind of irked me is when she brings back Billy, the zombie. Mm hmm. I'm like, dude, that dude's been dead for 300 years and he still has skin on him. He's, he must be in a pretty good mummified coffin then. But speaking of Billy, I didn't realize this till he was there. Like, do you know who played Mr. Billy Butcherson? Yeah, Doug Jones. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea I, he was you in that didn't movie. know that? No. I looked it up, I'm like, wow. <laughs> dude, Doug Jones, like, 
any anything is there, is there anything he can't bring to life i was gonna say anything that requires a plethora of makeup or prosthetics he's probably behind it <laughs> uh funny you say that with the cast of characters behind you um yeah <laughs> uh the 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 big news we got this because they've been talking about a hocus pocus sequel for years and i found out when we we're doing a little bit of research about this there's actually been a hocus pocus sequel that somebody wrote uh it was uh was it a 17-year-old... Uh, no, sorry, let me back that up. The story is about a 17-year-old daughter named Poppy, who's a photographer and a big fan of Halloween, and she just doesn't believe her parents' story about what happened to them 25 years ago. You know, the original Hocus Pocus. So she starts telling one of her friends about it, and then it turns out that they accidentally go to the house and bring the sisters back to life and something like that. But it's literally just a book sequel somebody wrote to the entire movie, and it came out in nineteen or 2008, I believe, something like that. So I wonder if the Disney sequel is just going to do the same kind of thing or they get the whole other new thing in the works. Well, I would assume that they have a other thing in the works because they don't like giving money to people. <laughs> but- That's true. Well, the thing is, is like, I'm thinking back, I'm like, I mean, I guess if you look at the end of it when it's like the book is blinking, you're like, ooh. The eye starts moving in it. Yeah. But at the same time, you're like, it can't be the same way. Because, I mean, let's be realistic. A virgin in 2020, you know, <laughs> unless they go the whole group of kids thing again, which they're going to rehash probably. I don't know. But I think that if, they, if they're going to do the sequel, they're going to do it where I think it caters to the nostalgia of everybody who grew up with it and is a big fan of it now. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since when uh, Bette Midler did like the Reddit AMA, people are asking, like, is there going to be a Hocus Pocus sequel? And she's like, that's up to Disney, not me. You know, so mm-hmm. basically she got a grassroots movement going for people just to harass Disney to make it. And Disney probably went... You know, we've been making a lot of uh, residual money off of the, you know, reruns of this and the digital buys, so might as well. Mm. And a, a point, apparently, according to Boston.com, uh, Disney was originally going to just reboot the movie and remake it rather than make a sequel. And I think, I think they listened to fans and said that was a terrible, terrible idea. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine if they rebooted that? <laughs> I wouldn't. Like, I, a sequel makes more sense. Because you, like you said, as over the top as it is, like they are the Sanderson sisters, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're older now, but I think it'll still have some of the same magic. But oh yeah. Anyway, let's go back to the original one here. The the Hocus Pocus originally started as a bedtime story. Uh, came about after writer David Kirshner invented a bedtime story for his kids. He later wrote the story up and submitted it to Muppet Magazine which sounds like an awesome magazine, um, <laughs> where it gained recognition. And then from there, it kind of just snowballed into what it is now. It's, it's, it's interesting how things work like that. Because I, I, I think I'm with you when this original Hocus Pocus came out. In 93, I was 12, 13 years old. 12, 13-year-old boy watching the Hocus Pocus movie at that time. We're like, yeah, okay, whatever. No big deal. Who cares? And... It turns out, I mean, Bette Miller was a big name in there, but it being Sarah Jessica Parker, this, I don't want to say this movie was the springboard, but shortly after, she started being in a lot of mm-hmm. big name Hollywood HBO type movies and shows. I mean, this was before a Sex and the City run and things like that. And, uh, I mean, it, it's, it's cute. <laughs> 
the little ones love it, the adults love it. It's well, Bette Midler loves it too. She said it's uh, her favorite film out of all the films she's ever done. So and that was at least of 2008 when she said that. But seriously, that's that's pretty good. Mm. I think it's funny because you look at this and you look at what this has become, right? Obviously, the witches are the main focal points, but then you have the kids. Max, who I don't even know what that actor's done recently, but that was originally supposed to go to Leonardo DiCaprio, and he turned it down to do What's Eating Gilbert Grape. I think he made a better choice, because that's a great movie, but it would have been interesting to see him in the role as Max. Yeah, see, I watching it again, I, I didn't like Max that much. <laughs> No, he's he's it, kind of a he's kind of a tool, man. I mean, yeah, it might have been just the way he was written too, because it just reminded <laughs> me of like friends, older brothers that beat up on us and stuff like that. Uh, I also noticed that there's people that can't wait to get enough of their hocus pocus. Uh, the actresses and some of the actors from the original movie are actually getting together this week for a one night only event, a uh, Halloween 2020 virtual screening. It's called. Okay, and they're doing cool. a one virtual one night only event where uh, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, Kathy Najimi, is that how you say her name? Yeah. It's, and, it's, and some other uh, stars are all getting together and they're going to do some stuff. I'm assuming Hocus Pocus is going to be involved by all the promo materials for it. And they're trying to raise money for a New York restoration project. So, you know, it's, it's kind of fun. And the, the fact that they can do things like that and still capitalize on a movie that came out 25 years ago. And still use it to do some good. I'm like, oh, let's get all the fans together and uh, you can relive some I mean, things. And <laughs> it was pretty cool because they all got together on for the 20th anniversary. So I mean, well, I should say not all of it, but most of the cast got together for the 20th anniversary for the D23. And then there's a YouTube video of that, and it's just kind of fun to see, you know, them appreciate this movie, even though, like you said, it, it bombed in the in the box office but to have them still know that it has that special place in everybody's hearts especially when you think you look back to movies like this right and number before christmas was the reason it bombed because like word of mouth wasn't like you know some parents were seen like oh, i didn't really care for it because you know parents were different back then there also wasn't social media and the marketing that they have nowadays like is that could There's that be the reason because i mean you look back at it you're transport back to the early 90s there's still a big push to <gasps> witchcraft they're talking about satan <laughs> true <laughs> there was true. there was a lot more of that that went along with stuff but yeah you know. um I I, I I i this thing i found about them that they're that's happening this weekend i'm really really excited about um <laughs> it bet miller's one behind it but hosting it is going to be elvira mistress of the dark and she's going to host a documentary-style show where she dives into the Sanderson sisters' history where they can answer questions about their history dating back all the way to Merlin. Um, Thor Birch is going to be part of it. Omri Katz is going to be part of it. And Doug Jones is going to be part of it. And they're also going to have special guest appearances from a whole list of people. Glenn Close, Billy Crystal, Jamie Lee Curtis, Adam Lambert, George Lopez, Meryl Streep, Sarah Silverman. Like, this looks like a really, really cool show. <laughs> Putting that on the old calendar there. Yeah. If you're listening to this after that happened, I'm sure there's clips of it on YouTube or something. Yeah, it's supposed to be October 30th, so that would be, if you're listening to this the day this comes out, probably tonight. (laughs) 
Uh, did you know that uh, Sarah Jessica Parker has a relative that was a, a witch, quote unquote? Uh, no. Yeah. When the actress went on the show, Who Do You Think You Are? to trace her family history, she discovered that one of her ancestors was Esther Elwell, one of the women accused of being a witch during the Salem Witch Trials. After a young girl said she saw Esther's specter strangling the neighbor Mary Fitch, Elwell was arrested, but she escaped going to trial. I feel like Esther's specter is like a really good band name. <laughs> can I can I take that for a band name? Right, Esther, Esther Specter. Specter. We rock. <laughs> I put a spell on you. <laughs> uh, One thing that I pointed out because like we just recently watched it at home. Um, one thing I pointed out to my wife that she didn't know was Thackeray Binks is played by two different characters. So you have the main guy on there, Sean Murray, who went on to star in NCIS and everything like that. So he's in it, but it's not his voice. Even when he is in human form, it's not his voice that's doing the talking because he sounded a little bit too modern. Um, so how, how would you feel about that? You're in the you're in this movie, right? You record all your lines, and then you go to the premiere because who knows if they, Disney even told him. You go to the premiere, and you're like, Wait a minute, that's not what my voice sounded like. I don't know, you're probably either really upset or going, yeah, I got paid. Right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, they, they thought he sounded too contemporary, and they thought it would be more realistic if Binks had an affected accent from the same time period as the witches. So. Yeah, makes sense, I suppose. But I mean, the cat's been around for 300 years. He can change. Right? Right? You can, you can pick up accents, live in places. And and I mean the the cat was a fun part of the story, but maybe it was I, it was a '90s thing. There were so many talking black cats in the '90s, and there, there were all, so many talking <laughs> animals in the '90s. I mean, come on. What do you mean? Like Sabrina had her black cat. Uh, they had this thing from on there. There was uh, was it Charmed with the talking black cat and Charmed the talking black cat and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like and all of them. Like the animation at the time was just not that good so every time the cat is on screen in this movie you're like <laughs> well i mean it was a real cat for a little bit not when it was talking no <laughs> and not when it got ran over either oh i, I forgot about that part i had the, the the little little kiddos with us watching that and the first time that happened there were some tears about to form up I'm like just give it a sec just give it a sec yeah, yeah. just wait just wait magic magic reset button <laughs> Do you know that there was a broom choreography involved? Broom choreography? Yeah. So, like, if you rewatch it, they all have their own style on the broom, where Winifred is in charge and much more aggressive than the other two, and she's always leading the way and looking for children. So she's like more like on the broom. While Sarah loves to fly, she's always lifting up with her mop and can't wait to get up in the air. And then Mary is more cautious, like a good driver. She signals with her hand. And she's safe in a steady flyer. So they kind of had to like work on some choreography, kind of like Harry Potter did, I guess. You know, where they had to work on the the broom moves and how they're going to fly about them. Can you imagine the first, if you're like the uh, stage director, the first time you have to make this happen? You're like, all right, ladies, uh, uh, gather your brooms. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to say this, but. Uh... <laughs> Especially when it's Bette Midler, too. You're like, yeah, just follow whatever she does. She's been yeah. doing this longer than I have. 
Uh, Bette Midler also, I mean, she designed her own costume. So they probably did do that. I mean, Sarah's dress was inspired by Sleeping Beauty. Mary's was to resemble like a baker uniform. And Bette Midler was something that she came up with. She uh, did sketches and everything like that and worked with a costume designer to come up with this. That's pretty cool. Apparently they did give a lot of uh, leading to her. Yeah, I suppose at some point it's, it's you know, especially if something like this is obvious. Whoever came up with Hocus Pocus, like you don't hear their name. Like some of these other stories, the 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 writer or director producer comes and gets this all this acclaim. You don't see that with this movie at all. And I wonder if that's because they did spread out so much of the uh, decisions and the talent and things like that. So it wasn't just one person's vision. It was a much more collaborative effort than a lot of movies were. Yeah, um, <laughs> I got distracted because. You know how we were talking about Doug Jones and how he's a you know good actor and everything like that. Remember when he had moths fly out of his mouth when he cut oh, those yeah, stitches? Yeah. Those uh-huh. were real moths. Really? He had real ones. So a latex pocket was attached to dentures that blocked off his throat to you know keep the moths from climbing down his throat. And then there was a small hole in the very back of those pockets so that he could cough some air through it. And an animal wrangler would place several moths in the pocket with tweezers, and then the stitches would be glued shut. Um, so they'd run under the frame, so they had to get the fat, the shot as fast as possible. Can you imagine sitting there and just going, all right, take 30, bring me the moths. Ah. <laughs> Put the moths back in my mouth. <laughs> I wonder how long it'll be before we actually get to see Hocus Pocus 2. I don't know, but I hope they keep, like, because one of the main things was this was, like, Winifred's insults were accurate for the time period. Mm-hmm. So some of the stuff she says, I like, are they going to keep that there, or are they going to be, since they came out in the 90s, did they pick up anything? Well, I mean, I, the trailer I, shows some stuff that didn't happen in the movie, so. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking they'll keep it the same, though, because if you think about it, timeline-wise, they were only alive in the 90s for 23 hours. <laughs> True. So they probably didn't pick up a whole lot of colloquialisms. <laughs> I mean, they obviously they sang I put a spell on you and stuff. Oh, hey, maybe I put a spell on you was theirs originally. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's only in pre-production right now. They just signed on the director, so Adam Shankman, who was behind Hairspray, which a lot of critics are saying is a great ad. I didn't like the Hairspray movies, but that doesn't mean he's not a good director. He obviously knows how to choreograph, so maybe that's where the brooms come in again. And a lot of people, a lot of people are hoping that it'll be out by by next Halloween. But I was going to say, hopefully they do the second one better than they did the first one because I think going back to why the it flopped, I just saw this. They released this one in July of '93, not Halloween. So releasing a Halloween movie in the summer, I mean nowadays is, it doesn't matter, <laughs> but you know back in the '90s. You'd have to have some pretty serious staying powder because if you put a movie out in July for the for it to still be even kind of popular by the end of August, it had to be a, a pretty good movie. Yeah, well, in, in uh, I think it's the director. He said, uh, honestly, at that point, I thought it was all over for me. I thought to myself, I'm never going to get a chance to do this ever again. My career as a filmmaker was all over. 
Then over the years, everything changes. He continued, what I've learned is don't give up. I believed in Hocus Pocus. The girls believed in it. And even though it wasn't found by audience immediately, the generations have believed in it. So maybe it would have done better if they would have just waited a couple more months. <laughs> or maybe and, Disney didn't believe in it and they're like, eh. You know, <laughs> we've, we've done two movie, Disney movies in a row. And something tells me, we need to go back. Whoever was running the Disney film release schedule in the early 90s, be like, we need to have a sitting down talk about this. <laughs> right. <laughs> you I made mean, a lot of bad that, calls. <laughs> especially now that Hocus Pocus is like a staple at Disney World's annual Halloween event. So, like, they have a Hocus Pocus show at the Halloween event, just like they do the Nightmare Before Christmas. So, obviously... It's got some staying powder now. Like, it would be fun to go back in time and go, if you only knew <laughs> what you have. Just, just give that crystal ball into the future. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually impressed, too, because Hocus Pocus, especially being a quote-unquote family movie, sometimes the uh, review scores get a little shifted on there, but it still has a 71% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty good. That's, that's pretty solid. Well, I mean... It has it has it has stuff for the kids, right? It has tons of jokes for adults. <laughs> where where you watch them now, you're like, oh yeah. There 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 are a lot of uh, adultist jokes in there. The, the bus driver still gets me. Yeah, the one. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it, might it, take it was a few tries. It was interesting too because I hadn't seen this in so long that well, we took Maddie, who was on the podcast a couple weeks ago, joined us for the movie, and he hadn't seen this before. He's never seen it. He hadn't. So oh. when we saw it in the theater, and then it goes, in, I'd forgotten that the first five minutes of the movie is set 300 years ago with super overacting and English accents. I'm like, oh man, I wonder what he's going to think of. But he ended up enjoying it too, and thought there was some good stuff in it, entertaining. But I, <laughs> considering that, considering that a grown adult can still enjoy it after you know can enjoy it after never seeing it after these many years, then that's pretty good. Yeah, it's like we said at the beginning, like coming full circle. It's just a fun. Uh, entertaining movie even special effects that are lackluster don't take away oh that was terrible it's just okay so they the lightning didn't look that great no big deal like so you can see the <laughs> wires on the brooms who cares yeah, yeah i still get that they were flying i understand they're just witches so did you see this one fact i'm kind of glad that they changed the title the original title was halloween town i'm glad that they yeah right Hocus Pocus is such a better movie title. Yeah, way better. Like there's, there's, you can oversimplify things a little too much with something. Oh, sorry, Halloween House. That's even worse. Then it would have bumped because there's, there's, there's no way Halloween House can become a family cult classic for Halloween. No. I'm glad they changed the name. Even Halloween, Halloween House sounds like a low budget horror movie, and not, not a. You know, well, I guess the and then, and, then it, and it takes the focus away. Hocus Pocus still manages to keep focus on witches because the spells. It was Halloween House. The focus would have to be the house, and the witches are what made this movie. Those three characters are what people love. I was gonna say Halloween House uh, wasn't the only difference. The first draft that they wrote in the '80s was much darker than the final version, where they had the kids actually in danger and stuff. So it <laughs> could have been pocus. a total. As told by Grim Fairy Tales. <laughs> that would have been a way different movie. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> uh, 
Well, what do you think? We've, we've, we've spent half an hour talking about Hocus Pocus. What do you think of Hocus Pocus? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Have you ever seen it before? Are you going to watch it? Are you uh, excited for the it, sequel? Yeah, yeah. Let us know in the comments at Get Geekish. Um, and we'll be looking forward to see, hopefully in the next year or two or three, the actual legitimate bona fide sequel to Hocus Pocus. And it'll probably come out quick because it's going straight to Disney Plus from what I gather so far. Can we get Bette Miller's assistance that she had to follow us around because she had him on set following her around with a book of old curses. I want, I want somebody to follow me around so I can say things like, let me, let me just you know, color up and ask, hold on. Trolley Mog <laughs> <laughs> and everything. <laughs> Dude, if you actually called her up, you can, ah, Beto. Hey, Beth, how you doing? <laughs> uh, anyway, um, We'll let you get back to your, your Halloween lives, but uh, hopefully enjoyed our conversation this week, and uh, we'll uh, be talking at you again next week. <laughs>